And we're back. Back at it again. Yep, back in black. We've missed being back. Yeah. Yeah. We went on an adventure last week down to North Carolina. And with that adventure, I think uh, some things aren't as easy to do, like settle down, circle the wagons. Yeah, yeah. It seems like, you know, we, we bring the podcast stuff with us everywhere. And it always seems like... Yeah, we'll just do a podcast wherever we are, and we're, we're usually pretty good about it. But um, sometimes things start moving so fast that it feels like fucking, like like it's the train's gonna get derailed. Yeah, you when you're swept up in the moment, you gotta just kind of roll with it, and it's mm-hmm. nice to have the priority of coming back to this. But yeah, I don't think we serve anyone when we do it when it's not like in alignment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you don't want to force this kind of thing. No. We're chill. We want to be chill. <laughs> we try. <laughs> I was just thinking today, like, it's just so, it's so us that the Church of Jill, obviously, that we worship at the altar of chill. And just also that, like, the thing that makes me confident about going towards us is it's not us. It's like a, a space that we have, like, acknowledged and said, like, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. But we don't, we're not the keepers of it, you know? No. How could we be? Yeah, we're like custodians. Yeah. We're cosmic custodians of the Church of Chill, and we try to create vibrations that allow other people to chill and ways of seeing the world that allows for that vibration to expand and be appreciated. But yeah, what is your chill and is my chill maybe different things? Uh, and, and uh, you know, my, my reasons for chilling might be different. Like, I, I was explaining this to someone the other day. Like, they were kind of laughing about the church chill a little bit. And I'm like, it is funny and, and everything, but it is such, it, it's necessary to my life because I think, um, our destiny, if we stay together and if Caitlin stays healthy is to be her caretakers. And I'm not ready for that right now. I'm not chill enough. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not, it, it takes, it takes a, a Zen level of chill to be cool with watching your dear sister go through walls and doors and fall down stairs and fucking have seizures that you don't know when are going to end. And it's, it, uh, it takes a supreme level of chill. So, you know, church of chill isn't just like, um, like a cool thing to say. It's not just a shirt. It's not just a radio show. It's not just our Patreon. It's like, honestly, like the high watermark for where our souls need to evolve to, to be good at the thing that I think we're going to end up doing, which is taking care of Caitlin. Yeah, you were saying to me the other day, you're like, yo, I need to be the motherfucker who can bring more calm into a situation, who can respond mindfully, who can be present, because that's, that's like what's required. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I... I I've, I've caught glimpses of it, definitely. Definitely. In, in, in my life where I'm like, my presence here is actually making this situation chill. It's, it's smoothing things out a little bit. Um, I've definitely been the complete fucking opposite, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely like a goal, but not like, uh, it's not a blanket like, oh, we're chill all the time. It's like, no, we all worship at the altar of chill because we know that we have the balance within us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Probably more than most people. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and when you're worshiping at the altar of chill, <laughs> you, you become highly attuned to what chill feels like and what not chill feels like. And that's why we do a circling the wagons episode because, uh, when things don't feel chill for some reason, it's like, it's so inherent to who we are 
when they don't feel chill for some reason, it's definitely time to circle the wagons. It's time to make sure everyone's cool, check in on people, check in on each other, look out for the community, make sure everyone feels safe and looked after and like they can do their thing. And it's just about like slowing down for a minute and doing like kind of what we did at space camp last year the cool cool club yeah <laughs> like you cool cool you're cool All yeah right. awesome moving on <laughs> cool cool club starts as like the first cool is like a question yeah. like you cool because yeah. if you're cool then i can be cool and yeah. then we can be cool together yeah. you know it's not like yo everything's cool it's like no are you cool you okay cool? yeah uh, let's that can allow for us all to be cool and if you're not cool let's let's deal with it let's... yeah like the reason i'm asking because if you're not i want to try to help yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no and before this podcast we were like we were saying circle in the wagons to each other and i was like we should look that up and it's so funny because we look it up and i'm like that is not what i thought it meant <laughs> well i mean in case the people don't know yet Cass is uh as literal as they come <laughs> she yeah I don't even know. I it, it blows my mind sometimes. Honestly, being literal makes me feel safe. Because when I'm literal, I take people at their word. Like when someone says something, I'm like, I'm going to take you at your word. And when I can take someone at their word, I'm, I feel safe because I don't have to go through my gamut of worries and ideas and interpretations. And, you know, it's just like they said this and that's how they feel. And I'm going to go with that. Yeah. And it allows me to like ground myself in a reality. But obviously there's a lot more going on. I definitely get concerned that that attitude dumbs you down sometimes and you do that Jesus. on purpose. Well, no, no, you're like, I don't <laughs> want to use my instincts. I don't want to, they're saying this, but acting the complete opposite way. I don't want to use my instincts. I'm just going to trust what they keep saying. They're saying, they're saying and doing two completely different things. Yo, but if they're playing me, they're playing themselves and I'm not going to like stop someone from playing themselves. Right. You know, if you want to play me by telling me this thing and this is how you want life to be, but you actually want me to read between the lines and read your mind and treat you differently or whatever it is, like, that joke's on you because... You're not communicating well. Yeah, I take I take communication. But anyway, the point is that with Circle the Wagons, I literally thought Circle the Wagons meant like... Because when I say it, I'm like, oh, we need to circle the wagons. It means like, all right, we need to chill and... Well, let's start with what it actually means. Can you say what it actually means? It's okay. So it came from, you know, the Oregon Trail kind of vibe of people going out west and to protect themselves on their journey. They would their long train of wa wagons would circle around and they would create like a barricade yeah. to uh, make sure that they were protected. Mm -hmm. To me, how I was thinking of circle the wagons was like. Yo, let's take a walk around this wagon and make sure there's no like broken spokes or tears in the. <laughs> I mean, it is the same thing in a way. Yeah. It is. It is the same thing, but you know, the 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 circling the wagons that I'm thinking of is like making sure our tribe is accounted for and everyone feels safe and everyone feels like they can uh, rise to the highest versions of themselves together, and it, like to me, as the as the tribe expands, it's like. It just becomes more and more clear that like if everyone's not on the vibe, then it's hard for me to be on the vibe. So circling the wagons means checking in, mm -hmm. checking in. No, I'm, I've seen so much. I've just felt so much about like that's part of my role in this community in life is like, like it sounds lame, but like keeping tabs, you yeah. know, like. I'm I'm not going to hold the ball all the time. I'm sure I'll drop the ball, but like I feel like a lot of the deaths I've gone through recently have like created spaciousness so that I can show up for people yeah. in a different way. 
Yeah. And oh my God, like the Soma journey. Right. It created so much spaciousness. And it feels like in the wake of that, which was what, two, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. you've been on the phone with people that are struggling, like on the daily. Yeah. I mean, because I. I'm not saying I don't have a lot of needs, but I'm going through a period right now where my needs are less. Yeah. And when I'm having less needs, I guess my needs become like wanting to be there for other people and then expanding my capacity to actually be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And like, it's an ongoing journey, but I'm requ- I'm realizing that that's kind of what having even a digital community entails and requires is like atten- attentiveness. Yeah. You know, like. And I'm not the only one. I think people put in an equal amount of effort as I do into mm-hmm. the community. Yeah. So it's not, there's no hierarchy. It's like, it's if you have the capacity to respond to someone's art and be like, this is beautiful or tell someone you were sending out prayers for them. Like, that's awesome. Mm. It's not a requirement, but if you have the capacity to do that, that's really cool. And I see so many people within the Discord Church of Chill community being there for each other. And it makes me want to show up better. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I also, um, as as proud as I am of people for being there for each other, I'm almost more proud the levels of vulnerability people are willing to share. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, th- I think that it, it speaks to like our film work and the the the, the art that that we like making is is like showing other people that they're not alone, and that a lot of times if you voice your struggle, someone's gonna relate with you, and you're not gonna feel alone in it anymore. And maybe someone's gone through it worse. And maybe someone can give you some tips as to how you how to pull yourself out of that. That's what circling the wagons is all about. At least for us now. <laughs> 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 yeah, but um, I I think I think in a way, like in a, in a community, rewarding that vulnerability, r- r- you know, uh, being there for people who are expressing their vulnerability is like, it's definitely where it's at. It's definitely stuff I want to get better at. And um, listening better, just just listening better to to not just always the literal words that are coming out of people's mouth, but yeah. the vibe, mm-hmm. the vibe that comes along with it, the timing of when they said something and why they said it, and um, you know the karma being exchanged in those moments. It's uh, th- there's there's another more nuanced level of listening. I feel like, and I definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know that I'm You're very... one of the best listeners that there is. You know that I'm like intuitive. I think there's just, we're talking about a particular situation yeah. where someone's like, hey, this is how I want it to be. And I'm like, all right, I'll trust you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to like be on an uphill battle Yeah. about how we relate to each other. You know, if that's how you want to relate to me, I just, I have to trust you, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's funny. We were just listening to this Timothy Leary record from 1970. And one of the mantras he keeps repeating in there is, the game is all about feeling good. Yeah. That's what the game's about. <laughs> yeah. Feeling good. And yeah. he's just repeating it like a mantra. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like. Like uh, he's giving permission. And that's, he, he, you yes. know. He's giving you permission in a society that says, no, that's not what it's about. It's about productivity. Working hard. Working Struggling. Hard. Yeah. Bleeding for your family. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. So for, for him to say the game's about feeling good, wouldn't you rather play that game? I, I mean, I even if I lost at that game, yeah, I would rather be playing that game than the one of like, hey, everyone, look, I worked 90 hours this week. Right. Everybody, you know, like yeah. I, I would much rather be playing the game of like, yeah, I, I felt good. I, I'm trying to feel good. And, you know, whatever it takes to get there, that's people's that's different people's different business. But 
Totally. And working can make you feel good. I think that there's Absolutely. a lot of reward that comes from working, a lot of reward that comes from watching something build, contributing to something, you yeah. know, there's no like right way to do it. But I think the point is like, it's a goal, you know, mm-hmm. and, and a goal to like tap into what is it that when I do, I feel better. Okay. I feel better when I run, I feel better when I meditate, you know, that it's on me to shift my reality and I have the power to envision the future I want to have. And then I can consciously co-create that future by showing up and pushing myself a little harder or, um, doing something that's like out of my comfort zone to figure out who I am or, you know? Yeah. I was, I was just thinking about that the other day. We, uh, we did a we did a daime ceremony, and uh, w- with some friends, and it was it was really special. And one of the things that came to me, wh- like, because I, I was just thinking about like why why don't I get nervous anymore? How come I'm not, like I used to go into these ceremonies like oh god we're just gonna be a night like like a little tense and and clinging and like I'm like why don't I get like that anymore? And I realized like if there's one practice that I've had for as long as we've done this podcast, as long as we've been taking psychedelics, maybe even as long as we've known each other. It's to live in defiance of the old fucking version of me, that motherfucker who was more uptight about things. Yeah. You know, and just just keep that as a practice and just be like, oh, the old version of me who would have been too scared to do this, who would have been too scared to say that, who would have, you know, come up with a million excuses why not to do this thing. Fuck that. I'm going to defy that motherfucker now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, I, you know, I, I think... I don't know if that's it that's for everyone, but I used to be much more uptight and judgmental and nervous and the weird thing is I felt more uh I, I don't know, like kind of kind of strong. It it's it's very weird. Like I feel very vulnerable in my life now, but I'm very happy. Right. And and I feel like I'm mellow. And I feel like when the when the ego really used to be running the show in yeah, my life, working our overdrive to protect you. Yeah, there's a reward. There's reward systems that keep like saying like, yeah, yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're look. You're making money. You're getting girls. You're fucking living in New York City. You're fucking getting things out there. There's reward systems when you start feeding that thing. So, uh, but it but it's not always leading you. I don't know. Like, uh, well, what do you think that you've like? What is an old version of you that? You feel like, could you be more specific? An old version of me that was more uptight. Um, God, there's so many fucking things. Well, I think of you as like being the, always like the Irish exeter. Absolutely. Like the, there, like it, that's a great example. Like always the first to like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, and now show up someplace, start planning your exit right away. <laughs> you know, your Irish exit or, or whatever derogatory nationality. you Sorry, you're Irish there. and I don't <laughs> yeah, know. No, it's whatever. good. It's good. I'm sorry. Some people call it a French exit. Some people, I don't know. It's just whoever you want to make fun I, of. I don't even know why it's called an Irish exit. Maybe it's just, it's become. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like to me that, that'd be something I used to be proud of. Like, I'm not proud of that. Why would I be proud of that? Like not saying bye to the people. Well, it'd make me so uncomfortable. Cause like we were at like a family event and you'd be like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. And I'm like, but I'm not going to see these people till Christmas next year. Wow. And I want the last vision of them. Me being like, Oh, Cass, I guess is gone. You yeah. Know? The, 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 their <laughs> last vision of us is looking out the living room window and seeing us make our way to the car. <laughs> But that has to do like you can forgive yourself because you like that has to do with my discomfort around like to, yeah. extending. Yeah, and and honoring th- those discomforts as opposed to the motherfucker who wants to say like, no, I'm not honoring that. 
I'm not going to play this uptight motherfucker's game right now. I'm going to be better than that. Well, also, I think you've you've come to an, a place where you feel enough power in yourself that you feel like you can, rather than, like, if you don't like a vibe that's going on, you used to feel such a victim to it. Like, oh, everyone's drinking or whatever. And yeah. now you feel like... I changed the vibe. And now you feel like you can change the vibe. And yeah. you want to show up to see what kind of vibe you can elicit from, yeah. you know, an environment. Yeah, it's it's magical. Yeah. It's magical. I mean... I went to a bachelor party last summer where, like, I was dragging a little bit of the old me into it. I'm just going up there, rolling my eyes about all these motherfuckers I'm going to have to hang out with and, like, how they're just going to want to drink and literally just fall into the same dynamic that's been playing out since we were 22 years old, just over and over and over again, the same dynamic. And I was just like, I was dreading it and I had my, my judgments and I had my level of comfort that if if it if, if the line got crossed, I was just going to be out of there. And the thing is, I'm so known for this, everyone knew that. Yeah, they're like, oh, you're still here. Wow, you're still here, man? <laughs> Shit, this thing only started two, this thing started two hours ago and you're still here? <laughs> it was like a 48 hour, it was like a two night thing. And I get there and I'm like, uh, you know, right away realized that in that, not only in that moment, but in every moment, there is an opportunity for me to bring something to this. And, you know, these guys hadn't seen me in a while. Everyone's, you know, everyone's just trying to get to know each other again and everything. And I uh, just, I kept it really, really high vibe and loving and accepting and had to embody those feelings to even, to even make it through that. Cause you know, the first night of this bachelor party was just drunken madness. <laughs> and, um, you know, then I whipped out the mushrooms and, and the MDMA and I uh, really changed the vibe. Uh, yeah. Really, like <laughs> chemically changed the vibe. And, uh, I think it had a long lasting impact because I, what I showed them was like, there's another way to operate that thing that we're so used to that for some reason makes us comfortable. Like the level of making fun of each other and, ball busting like we don't have to keep doing that i mean look we can but like we don't have to do it this weekend and just kind of showing like a little peek beyond what that could feel like through uh through chemicals well uh, people I, have come up to me since and been like yo that sean made that the best weekend ever yeah i'm like dude we've been trying to tell you for years that we have the best drugs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like alcohol is not one of them no <laughs> No, definitely. It's, you know, uh, and it is. Alcohol is a drug. It's one that leaves you with uh, regret and anxiety and... Diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> you get diarrhea of the mouth and then the ass the next day. Oh, my That's God. That's fun. <laughs> oh, my God. But I, I think it's uh, it's very empowering when you stop serving the judgmental little prick inside of you. Stop serving that fucking little bitch. And start serving your higher self. Who does want to be around his friends? Who does want to see people get along and feelings not get hurt and relationships not get strained? You know? Stop serving the fucking little bitch. That fucking prick. I know. I like. I hate. I feel like a broken record talking about this. But obviously I did this most significantly within our relationship. Of being like, we're so programmed for monogamy, you know? Yeah. And so to like deprogram and be like, yo, if I'm not like, it's my choice to be jealous. Yeah. And it's my choice to be paranoid. And it's my choice to like be like closed and all this stuff. Mm. And like, as I've opened up, like I have more fun than you do. Like I have the most fun. Like my life is the coolest. Like my life is definitely cooler than your life. (laughs) Yeah. Because you went through that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, oh, I want to be like a 
a flower that waters other people's flower. Oh, and Gail and Neil were saying this best thing to the other day that was so simple but so significant. Just like when you love someone, let them be a flower. Like don't pick them, water them. Mm. You know, because if you pick them and you try to possess them and you try to control them, they're going to like wither and not be like the bright, beautiful flower that they're meant to be. Mm. You know, it's a lesson that we have to like learn over and over again because it's so tempting to be like, be this kind of flower and this kind of vase, you know? No, it's very tempting. It's and all that is, is a symptom of us needing to control something Mm -hmm. because our ego is is sending the signals of discomfort Mm -hmm. and God forbid god forbid we're a little uncomfortable yeah and, and and that's the thing i've made this switch so much in my life that i'm like bring on the discomfort what other weirdos can we get in our life what other fucking freaks can we invite into our apartment you know H- how else can we fucking take this thing into new dimensions like th- that I, that will make me uncomfortable mm-hmm. will it will make me uncomfortable and i think it's uh, we don't talk about it enough, how commendable it is that you kind of stuck through uh, w- w- all of our fucking stuff. Oh, you I know, don't and chose it like to that. chose to grow, chose chose to say like, cool, I'm at an impasse. Normally, people in this situation might break up. I don't want to break up. Yeah. How do I work with this? Yeah, I mean, the joke would be on me if I like. I mean, I just. I love, like, I, you know, when the love's still there, it's like, what are you going to do? You know? Like, honor it. You got to honor water it, it. And water it. Yeah. And when you love someone, even though you're threatened by them, like, if you give them love, you get it back. Yeah. And you can have, like, the very tangible experience of loving someone and feeling that love reflected back at you. Yeah. Because it's like this crazy game. Mm. And this other, some other person isn't any less connected to cosmic consciousness than you are. Yeah. Isn't any less a reflection of God and me than you are, mm. you know? So what are you going to do? Judge, judge the, someone else? No, you like live and let live. I think ultimately, like mm. you're not meant to do the dance with everyone all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you try to try to hang with the people you're compatible with, I, at least for me. Yeah. And, and if you're not super compatible, you try to find the places where you guys overlap and it's good. Yeah. It's about feeling good. Because it's about feeling good. The game is about feeling good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think uh, a lot of people get confused, and that's fine. They can make whatever game they want. They can make this this life into whatever game they want, chasing misery, chasing fame, chasing money, whatever. I'm chasing good vibes. And, you know. Well, that's when I realized that I would be, like, the most attractive person to you ever because I'm, like... Yo, I could either, I could become like scared and then I I just feel you going away from me when I'm scared. But when I'm like free and having more fun than you, you're just like a moth to the flame. And like, that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. And that's like, that's not just for me and you and that dynamic. It's for everyone. Like the people I'm most attracted to are those that are having a good time. Yeah. You know, I want to be a part of your good time. I want to learn from that. Yeah. How do I get some of that mojo? Yeah. Right. Where's that coming from? Where's (laughs) this? Hit me with it. You know? Yeah. Mm. Hit me with that mojo nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nightmare. That's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's so funny because you're like, I was just talking about this with someone the other day, just kind of about ego, mm. and just like it's there. Like I've fucking taken a flamethrower to my ego probably more times than most than I can count 
probably than most not definitely as many as a lot of people have Mm -hmm. there's definitely people who have slaughtered that bitch a lot more than i have but i've done it i've done the work you know to to burn it down and she's still here Mm -hmm. and i honor her and i work with her and i investigate her because when you know that you have ego it's like an ongoing relationship and you can hear the visions that you have and when you have this vision that you think comes from a higher state and you have it all figured out and then you start but then you dissect it and you're like oh this is a fearful vision you know what i mean then you could be like wow this is probably this is probably i want to think that because it came from my third eye that it's a high vision yeah but to think that you don't have your ego in the astral realm is ridiculous yeah she's everywhere he she is everywhere yeah you know in your spiritual world in your spiritual practice like so it's it's a judgment algorithm it's just that's all it is it's it's just it's it's judging things and it's and it's compartmentalizing things and it's and it's filing things away so you can handle it yeah but you can handle anything yeah but it's a it's a story that allows you to process your reality yeah yeah. And sometimes it can be a good story, sometimes it can be a bad story, but if you want to be in denial of your ego or act like you are above it or beyond it, like, oh man, that's a tough road because it still has the wheel in a lot of ways. Well, it it speaks to this this process of otherization that we do with everything, you know. And and if you you make if if you otherize your ego, it's like I don't know, you're like cutting off your fucking head. You're right. Like for what? Don't mm-hmm. otherize it. Figure out how to make it work for you. Figure out how to, uh, you know, if it's going to be this algorithm that is running on judgment and and making sure things are followed away, why don't, why don't you have some input in that? Yeah, because we're all serving our ego in some yeah. capacity, so you might as well try to make that as a conscious service yeah. action as well, possible. And, <laughs> and I think that the thing that you can throw into that, that uh, the algorithm to mutate it for uh-huh. your benefit is um, not clinging to the old version of yourself, right? Cause and and when you throw forgiveness into it, it's gonna start. It's gonna start producing better results for you. I think. Yeah. I think lo- really learning what forgiveness is all about. You know, they uh, Phil Lesh uh, sings it in the Grateful Dead song, "Unbroken Chain." You know, they say forgiveness is the key to every door. And I tr- that really resonates with me. Uh, you know, as as. Uh, as someone who grew up with so many things out of my control and and blaming people for my bad trip. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It was my dad's karma that he was going to fucking be a drug abuser when I was growing up. My karma is how I handle and react to that. And what I did at the time was otherize him and judge him and try to protect myself and my family from him. And... uh in the process, I'm creating new karma because I'm depriving him from the thing he needs to come back home. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you see how the ego can start to, to like to, in a very, very subtle shifts, start to get you off the heart's path. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, the, the heart wants to accept more. It wants to love more. It wants to welcome more in. It wants to expand. And, you know, the eagle, the, the, <laughs> the eagle, the, the ego, you know, it's, it's trying to shrink things down. It's trying to make things simpler. So, you know. It was easier for me, so I thought, and I thought it was better for the family at the time to shame and blame. 
and and do those really low frequency things. I I you I feel like you're being a little hard on yourself right now. I think you really <clears> did the best that you could. I think you were. I, in a well, position. what I'm saying is I've forgiven that motherfucker. Yeah. I did the best I could, and not only that, I got to process and do all that stuff that you did during this relationship mm-hmm. with me when I was, uh, you know, not the best partner. Mm-hmm. I I did that early on in my life with my dad. I, you've you've done you've you've done that process too, but if you get used to it. And you throw forgiveness into that equation. I think it's gonna, um, in the long term, produce really good results. The same, the same way as like meditation, in the long term, will will produce good results. Loving kindness meditation, especially that's just like reminding me of what we were talking about. Why don't you, t- why don't you say what that is? Um, well, it's Sharon Salzberg is one of the leading meditation teachers on that. So I'd I'd follow her more than I'd follow what I have to say about it. But you know. <laughs> It's, you know, using loving awareness to meditate on loving something, things yeah. as they are. Yeah. Um, and it's not going to create the the epic shift in consciousness the first time you do it, the first 20 times you do it, the first 30 times. You might have breakthrough moments, but it's really not until you incorporate that practice and embrace that practice. I remember I gave the book to my mom. Uh, she has a book called Real Love, and my mom read it, and she was like, had gone to like a someplace with her friend to like get a couple shirts or something. And she's like, before I went in the store, I've always had such a bad experience retail. Before I went in the store, I meditated on how it's going to be a good experience and sending love to the people who work in there and, mm-hmm. and doing this whole thing. And she's like, I had the best time. I met the best people. I found the best shirt, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is what we mean when we say we already possess the tools yeah. to change our reality, right? to change our mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, especially if you're hearing this and you're at the place like I was at one point when I was 32, where you're completely bored with all these games, with you're completely bored with, uh, you know, the the judgments you hold and the results that they have, uh, you already possess the tools to change it. You know, what what do we do before we get on this podcast? We pray that it's going to be the best one yet. And it usually is. You know, what do we do? At least we, us. We say, we, well, <laughs> that's all that matters. I, yeah. I, you know, like we're the only ones keeping track of that. Like, yeah. are, are we being true to ourselves? Yeah. You know, so we, we set that intention. We do it before we go into a party, before any hangout. If we're going to go meet friends at a bar, we're out in the car and we're smoking a joint and we're saying, how do we want this to go for us? Mm-hmm. You know, what do we want this night to be about? Is this going to be a fun flirtatious kind of wild vibe of a night is that what we need let's do it let's let's intend on doing that that. embody that and be the vibe show up as the vibe and and that that's how you can really start to fucking shift your reality show up as the vibe you want and stop being a victim of what's going on around you yeah well that gets me to like the, the the trap around this is that we have such power to change ourselves, but as soon as we think we can change someone else, we're trapped again. Yep. And I think Oof. I, I think I've done that dance probably more than you have. And with I, me. Well, yeah. <laughs> with yeah. your dad, with me, you know. It'll, <laughs> totally. It's always some dude, your first boyfriend. <laughs> totally, where you're just like, yo, they'd be so much happier if I could make them realize this or change oh, yeah. this about them or yeah. whatever. And it's like, everyone else, everyone is on their own sacred journey. Yeah. And for you to have a judgment about it or have your two cents about how someone should operate or what makes them feel good or whatever. That's why we like having the podcast because it's like, this is consensual. 
you want to listen to what we're saying and talking about and fucking shooting the shit about. And if some of it affects you and makes you maybe change your perspective, that's awesome. That's like a very consensual play space for change. But when you were like, yo, I need you to change so that we can whatever, Mm. maybe you're not supposed to whatever with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I've definitely fallen into that trap uh, very much recently. I know. That's why I'm talking to you in this space. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny because I'm so good about that with everyone else. Uh Uh-huh. You know, I'm the guy who, like, the whole family is like, this person is out of control. They're an alcoholic. They're they're a drug addict. They're an evil person. This and that. And I'm I'm the one that's like, no, they're not. No, they're not. Why are you looking for a demon? Right. You know? What 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 do you need what, what do you need about them to change so so you can have a better life like like let it go let yeah. it go forgive yeah and then it gets real close to me mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like just the worst but it's cool because like at least with me like I have and will change for you I really try to yeah and I do the same for you yeah. and I th- I think we're doing that for the people we love all the time and it doesn't have to be be some big fucking press release about it it's just literal things you're doing in the moment to honor the love that you have for that person and and hopefully you can extend that to all beings i I try to learn from my parents because my mom says this thing about how like she used to live take the the trap out of the drain and leave it on the side and my dad like it almost caused them to divorce because my dad had told her so many times like don't do that Mm -hmm. and the fact that she didn't change made him feel like she didn't love him (laughs) And I don't know what the truth is about that. Like if she was being defiant or if she was just in her own head, but like there's some balance of like accepting how people don't change for you. And it doesn't necessarily mean they don't love you. Yeah. But then also being like, yo, if I change for this person, it's actually in service to them knowing that I love them. Oh yeah. I mean, when, when love and, and respect and honoring the moment and honoring the vibe is the name of the game. You're you're making these adjustments, not even on the conscious level. You're just you're you're adjusting, and and it's a cool thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah, to try to soften the world for other people, to try to be bright, to try to be the symbol for the the good vibe. I think it's commendable. Laying a bad trip on somebody because you need them to be different so you can have a better trip is the worst, and I am the number one culprit of that. <laughs> You usually aren't, but I think when you really care about someone, yeah, you want to see them happy, so you try harder to say, like, hey, this is what works for me, won't it work for you, or whatever it is, or like, yeah. and I think I think that people are smart enough to understand that that's why you're doing, that, that's why you'd like say uh, it, those it, things. It's from, it, it's from love, but it's also... Uh, from fear in a way it's it's the, it's my my fear of losing that person my fear of being like yo i'm hitting such a crazy boundary if you could just tone it down a notch like dad if you could just not take prescription drugs like mm-hmm. please please do that for me it's keeping him alive right it's his only passion the fuck am i what, what am i to say who, who who am i i got my whole life ahead of me i'm an 18 year old kid yeah you know he he's he's in the fucking throes of depression and anxiety and overwhelmed and you know thinking about money and a family and how to send kids to college like who the fuck am i to say like let me take away your life raft mm. i should be offering other ones and that's what i know about now now i know that is let me blow this tobacco up your nose like, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> such a ridiculous habit but, 
but it's better than prescription drugs. It definitely is. I think. It definitely is. You know, I don't think it's I don't think it's negatively affecting anyone in our family. It's that, an energy clearer rather than an energy <clears throat> suppressor. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Is yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes we can have so much energy that like these pills can just like, I mean, I've never really fucked with pills, but like you just fucked with alcohol. You know what it's like to be like crazy day. I need a drink. Yeah. Yeah. But then if you like clear it, you know, almost like I feel like Hoppe hits you like a fucking kick to the face somehow, Absolutely. you yeah. know, and sometimes you need a kick to the face Yeah. to like be like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. I feel my body again. Yeah. And, and, and somehow it's much more effective when it comes from uh, a plant intelligence than a human one. Mm-hmm. Because, because we're so trained to not, not trust each other or, or think people are trying to, you know, run some fucking gamut on us or something. But, you know, in terms of a plant, like, what are you not going to trust a plant and the messages is sending to you? Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it's like the best plant that I can be is when I'm like trying to be harmonious. And sometimes it's like kind of hard. Cause like, I think I need something from someone and sometimes I'll just tell them like, I need this from you. Yeah. But what happens better usually is when I seduce them into a different vibe. That's the like, move. you can't tell someone to slow down. That's you just slow that. down and hope that they meet you there and mm. you look for pathways. But sometimes you're like, yo, life's a lot like i can't spend my life trying to get you to slow down like if you're if you don't want to slow down let's just let you run fast and it's all good yeah yeah i mean if someone can't slow down around us it's like we're not going to be the ones that change them (laughs) yeah it's such a game life's such a funny game yeah it is but the point of the game is to feel good according to timothy leary (laughs) (laughs) i agree with that motherfucker i think he is One of those guys, um, because he didn't die that long ago and because he's like part of the, you know, like like boomers still remember him and they remember him being on TV and everything. And they, they they just they, they remember their initial reaction to him and, and culture's reaction to him. And they just have, have him like, Ugh, no, whatever. He's probably the most brilliant of all of the minds of anyone that we follow. And I feel like his work like 100 years from now, like he's going to be like one of one of the few names that stands out 10 is my bet 10 yeah when psychedelics become more in 10 years you think timothy leary is gonna have a big moment yeah yeah maybe less yeah i mean things are changing so fast yeah um it's pretty cool yeah i mean if you saw our last podcast we have the intention of learning different ways of making money and we're dipping our toe in but god damn it's like it's a it's a it's a job to do it and i'm glad that people have awareness that you can play the game whether or not you do it is a whole different thing mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> i looked we're, we're playing we're gonna play more yeah just keep on playing well with, with a with a goal in mind to get free yeah yeah and we catch glimpses of it and it's rad but it's no it's also beautiful rad. Like we're free right now, yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, like yeah. you can like tap into your ultimate freedom, your ultimate safety, you know. And that's why I really like. I'm personally, you know, a very grounded person, mm. earth sign, whatever. I like being of this world. I don't think I have as much access as other people do, maybe to the ephemeral. Is that the right word? Sure, but I Ether. mean, you do have access. Anyway, you oh. you honor this experience. 
Yeah, and I like to do Cass. it. I like to do it by like really grounding into my senses. Like, what do I smell? What do I feel? What do I see? Because mm-hmm. that's the safest place for me to be. Yeah, you know, and that's I, you circling the wagons for yourself. Right, yes. and that's why those meditations where you tap into what's going on in your body and you feel your toes and you bring it up to your knees and all through your body, you're just like, Whew. yeah, that's Powerful. what's up for me. Yeah, we should record you doing one of those meditations and put it out on the Patreon. I'll have to work on my calming, soothing voice, but oh, sure. Yeah. Very calming, soothing voice. Mm. You calm my ass down. Calm you know down, exactly down. how to do it, too. And it's not by that. It's not like, calm down now. <laughs> you literally seduce me into the most beautiful, heavenly vibe, you know, when I'm when I'm down in the dumps. Yeah. And I, and I try to do the same for you. No, it's definitely a game of seducing. And that's why it's so funny because when, when you and I aren't doing that, when we've hit a head, oh, yeah. it's like door slamming. And That's <laughs> the worst. That's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging up, door slamming, canceling plans, like just the fucking worst. Oh, God. Off the rails. Off the rails. Completely off the rails. But with forgiveness and patience, you can realize like, yo, most people here want to have a good time and want to feel good. Yeah. And you just kind of have to find your way back home. Yeah. And and a lot of times, like, if you're practiced at it, you can do it in an instant. You can catch yourself. And you could say, this ain't me. This is not who I want to be. This is not how I want to be. And, and you and you can, you can forgive yourself, change the vibe, and before you know it, you're laughing it off. That's what you want to train your muscle memory to do, I feel like. Right. Because you can, you can trap yourself into thinking like, oh, I'll be happy when, mm-hmm. after I get this job or after I do this thing. But Once like, this person lets me off the hook. Once, uh, right. you know. Yeah, that you need something. But once you get to that thing, you're going to need something else. So the idea is to not really need anything in order to be happy. Because you don't, all you can be is in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like the truest space that there is. So you might as well be present and loving. I am loving awareness, you know, Mm. loving awareness, loving what is accepting what is and and not having this like certainty that it'll be better. I mean, you can trust that it'll be better and it does get better and use that as um, like solace Mm. for like moving forward and being like, yo, it's really rough right now, but things will change. But also realize that. Maybe the uncertainty that you feel in your life right now is a gift because if you don't have the perfect job lined up, that means that every person you meet is like a potential portal. Yeah. You know, when you're like a little floaty in the universe and you feel ungrounded and you don't have a home or a, a job or the future lined out, like you're in a very powerful position to receive messages and see things. And every person you meet is like a new infinite opportunity of potential. Mm. And so... You just don't want to like, you want to be there for this time. Show up. Show up for this time of um, ungroundedness. Mm -hmm. Because when you're there as fully as possible, then when you are grounded, you can appreciate it. And when you are grounded, you'll probably think, wow, I wish I appreciated being ungrounded more because that was actually pretty fun. And it didn't have all the stress of having to do all this shit for this job, even though I love this job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's pretty funny. So, so what is it like? How do you stay so calm when I'm spinning out? Like, how are you able to do that? Is it a conscious process at all? I mean, I don't stay. I mean, I. What do you mean? I mean, for the most part, you know, if if I if if I lose my mind, like like I, I've I've lost my mind a few times in the past couple of days. 
you know, and you're so just steady as she goes. And I'm like, what, how's, where's that coming from? I, I know, I, I know when it comes over me, but I feel like you're put through it more often. So I don't share the same stories as you. Yeah. And you get very into, sto- like, I think ev- you, not everyone, whatever, we can get very into our story of mm-hmm. how we think things are. And I can see that you think that something is a certain way. And I just like, don't agree or yeah. consent so like when you're spinning your wheels about like oh this is the end of this thing and blah, 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 i'm like you i know it's temporary for you because you go to this real fatalistic place and i've seen you come out of that zone so many times that i'm like all right spin your wheels like whatever like you yeah. will meet me in a chiller space mm. and you will say like oh i, I just kind of freaked out and i've seen you acknowledge your freak outs enough that when you are freaking out i'm like oh there's gonna be a moment where sean acknowledges that he's freaking out and doesn't feel like so in the heat of his emotions and feelings and thoughts and everything yeah it's it's like inflammation of the ego mm-hmm. you know this is sometimes you eat a food and it inflames something and you just you're just feeling and your body's going through it <clears throat> sometimes you take in something that you would not expect it's like your ego is having an allergic reaction it's inflamed it's out of control it, you know, no matter what your practices are, you can't seem to fucking find your balance again. And thank God I have you. Thank God I have you. Cause I don't, I don't like a lot of those stories bundled together over time or what would lead a person to be anxious and depressed. And I feel like you've been super medicinal for me in the way of, it's not even anything specific you've ever said. It's just the space you hold when I'm going there, a reminder, like, Oh, this is this is just a fucking reaction. This is an ego flare-up, um, and there's a person not having that. And I would rather be like that. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah, she's I'm pretty very cool. cool right now. Well, I also <laughs> think that um, I used to have more ego flare-ups when you would have an ego flare-up because I would be so embarrassed by your ego flare-up yeah. that I'd be like, "This is <clears throat> a reflection on me, mm-hmm. and I'm choosing to date someone like you." I've gone the same. So I've you better fucking check yourself you. because I love you and I'm dating you and you're fucking humiliating me yeah. with your ego flare up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I'm going to love him no matter whether your ego flares up or not. Like I know this at this point, Yeah, you know, that I fully accept you and yeah. all the traumas that have led you to be who you are and re- react to you, how you do. And like, I can't control it. And when I try to control you and try to say, calm down now, it makes it worse. So I'm like, oh, yeah. all I can do is learn well, what doesn't work. In the history of man, has has saying "calm down" ever worked? <laughs> I wonder that. I do wonder that. I has has know. anyone who actually needs to calm down been told "calm down" and they're like, "You know what? You're right." You know, like that's the whole thing. Like that is not the antidote to the ego flare-up. <laughs> calm down now. Calm down now. Usually, you know, by saying that, you're poking the beast. Man, should we call this episode "calm down now"? <laughs> and maybe that's even better than circling the wagons. <laughs> <laughs> calm down now sure no i love it all oh man cool cool you're cool cool we're cool man um can we uh can we express um the our our love and gratitude for um the way things are going and that the community's building and that people seem to have each other's backs in a way that we could have never expected. Yeah. And how special it is. And, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a Discord server. It's a, you know, ch- to, to get on this, it's patreon.com slash church of chill. 
And you get a bunch of stuff, bonus episodes and everything through the Patreon, our radio show. But this Discord community is like my life force. Yeah. It really is. Everyone is sharing um, such wisdom and they're being vulnerable and uh, people are helping each other. People are becoming friends and I'm just blown away. And uh, I just remember when we were hesitant to even do this to begin with. And that's that's what I mean by living in defiance of the motherfucker who used to be more uptight. Because there was a version of both of us that when we were told by many people, you guys should have a fucking Discord server, people would really love to be able to get more into this vibe together. We wrote it off. We just wrote it off. And we we wrote weren't it. ready. We weren't ready. We were judging for some reason. We were, well, we were fearful. We were self-conscious. We were like, why would anyone care? <laughs> like, no one cares. You yeah. Know? Well, uh, yeah, mad gratitude for everyone who holds down the vibe and that supports us feeling like we're got something worth continuing to do yeah and worth continuing to build i also want to say we have a badass space camp coming up yeah memorial day weekend what is space camp space camp is a psychedelic weekend high times with like-minded homies with very high times (laughs) (laughs) with plant-based meals it's camping beautiful 22 acre farm I went through a period of feeling like, wow, I have too many people. And now people are like slowly like reality setting where they can't make it or whatnot. I can't guarantee that if you hit me up that I'm going to have space when you hit me up or whatever. But if you want to go to this sort of thing, because this is like a very much a desire based event. Like the people who end up there are because they desire this sort of thing, this sort of community, this sort of connection, this sort of safe space. So hit me up and at the very least, let's get the conversation started so you can be the first on the list to the Labor Day one. Yeah. Because that's how this event works. Like it's a very, I hold this event very closely and I make sure everyone's cool going in. Cool, cool, cool going in. And that's how, that's part of keeping it a safe space. So if this kind of thing appeals to you, let's become closer friends so that you'll either be the first one to get invited to this one if space opens up or be the first ones to come to Labor Day because I want to yeah. exp- expand and extend that and, invitation. And I'll just add to it. Um, space camp is another thing that we had the idea for for years and we just didn't do it. We were just hesitant to expand it. We would we would have psychedelic weekends with our friends, very small groups and call it space camp. Um, and, but we always saw it as a bigger thing and we just hesitated to do it, hesitated to do it. And then one day we just said, fuck those motherfuckers who don't want to do this. Let's do it. And of all the movies, the podcasts, the, you know, the, the parties, the travel, the everything that we've ever done, that's the coolest fucking thing we ever did. The amount of love that was, was cultivated and yeah. spread throughout different communities. The vibe it, is strong. The vibe was so strong, and there was only 25 people there. So this year we're doing it with 50, maybe maybe a few more. Yeah. Um, and I just think that it's, it's very high potential. Everyone that's coming is an artist. Yeah, totally. Or a musician. Oh, everyone's an artist. But I mean, we know. just believe that about everyone, too. It's, but it's musicians and magicians and artists and um just like uh, the dopest homies that we know and every like everyone with the same goal in mind it's like yeah it's cool because like a a lot of festivals are like i want to see this band 
And this is like, I want to meet cool people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want to have a good time. I want to listen to nice music. I want to fucking go outside of myself a little bit and I want to feel safe and yeah. And, and I space, love it. space camp is, is that it's, it's space. It's yeah. spaciousness and, and it's, it's up to you to decorate that space. Oh yeah. You bring the vibe as much as you bring the vibe that you want there. You know, there, there's not a curated list of events that are going to go down there. They're going to go down, but it's going to happen for, from people bringing their vibes, yeah. bringing their instruments, bringing their paints, sharing in their journeys together. Like it's, it's a really special thing, um, that I, again, just don't know why we hesitated to do for so long, but this is what we do when we grow. Cause we were waiting for Gail. We were waiting for the home, you yeah. know, and she encouraged it. And even after she hit us up being like, yo, I have the space for this. Like we let months go by. I know. I know. And then, you know, a friend, At the last possible second, then Michelle and Greg are like, let's, uh, let's go, let's do something somewhere. And I'm like, cool. Why don't you guys plan it and invite us <laughs> and then they like you know it was just like it was kind of like no guys like do something mm. and i appreciate that energy because it made us need to like be like all right gail let's do something yeah and then it just grows so naturally it's it's a great way to tap into the the new collective consciousness because everyone's coming from all these disparate places and coming you know out of their reality tunnels and like we're all tapping into something very familiar very quickly Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i just i i've never really experienced something like that. i've been to a lot of parties in my life i've thrown a lot of parties you know in my previous life in my 20s i used to have barbecue every year yeah and that was a hit yeah 200 people getting together drink 10 kegs of beer and go insane together and it was great vibe and it was Those were the gods I was serving at that time, though. It was more of a party animal god, and I served those gods. And this is more of a love vibe. It's a love convention, you know, and and there's lots of different ways that can be expressed. But uh, we have the perfect container for it, and we went down there last weekend, and uh, we blessed the land. Yeah, thanks for Christina for coming out. Yeah, thank you, Christina, for coming and blessing the land. We blessed the land, and... Um, we, we connected with Gail and Neil again and we held ceremony and we took some medicine together and, and just, um, we just, you know, I, I straightened out the weather for Memorial Day weekend. So the weather's (laughs) going to be perfect. Like, you know, it was good. We got a lot, we got a lot taken care of. I was able to test run, uh, some music that I want to use for ceremonies. And I think it went like better than I even thought. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm just, I'm just really excited that this, uh, community invigorates me. And it's not just because we thought of the name of it. Like, literally, I'm just a person in this community. We just happen to think of the name and, and like, provide the the. the and container. I'm a natural producer. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, yeah, we want to make this thing happen. But it's just, uh, it invigorates me so much. It is the muse. And uh, the, the more people continue to share and, and share in their struggles and their triumphs. And we have a channel on there now where, uh, called Pentacles where people are, you know, showing each other how to invest in crypto and, and make sense of all this stuff and, ma- and how to make wise moves and not lead each other astray. And like, uh, yeah, I, I named the channel Celebration, but now I'm thinking it should be Triumph. Triumph. Yeah. I don't know. Triumphant. That's Triumphant. a great word. I love <laughs> Triumph. <laughs> Yeah, so we're we're having a lot of fun. I I I just think we're in the golden years right now and w- while we're young and our bodies can handle it, we take the medicines, we take the psychedelics, we go far out 
And uh, this is what we're able to bring back is like brighter versions of ourselves, people that want to show up, people that aren't looking to escape this reality constantly, but more settle into it. Yeah. And um, tune your lens to not scan your environments for what's making you uncomfortable, but to scan your experience for how it's perfect and how it's perfectly unfolding for the growth of your soul. And uh, this is an important time. Because yeah. things have been completely shaken up in our society. And there's a chance to enter a new paradigm. And we're playing an extremely small role in that. Maybe a large role in individuals' lives. But over in the grand scheme thing, we're playing a very small role in that. Yeah. But we're trying to spread a good, chilled-out love vibe so we can show up for each other more. Yeah. Because it's, it's serving. We're all serving different gods. And I think you don't want to judge the god that someone else serves. No. But. No. No, we're not for everyone. No, not by a long shot. I mean, yeah. And space camping for everyone. Nope. Even if even if you're like a diehard listener of this, like just just think about it. Just, you know, really, if, if you feel called, reach out. But, um, you know, think about it. There's going to be another one Labor Day weekend and there'll probably be many more events like this as people get vaccinated and um, transcend Corona fears. Right on. So, yeah, be in touch. And uh, throw us a couple bones on Patreon, yeah, and get access to this realm we're building. Totally. That um, it's it sucks it's behind a paywall, but it, there's a lot more freedom there. Believe it or not, there's a lot more freedom there. Like I've said before, we're demonetized on YouTube. This is basically just to spread the seed a little bit. Where the real action is is uh, Patreon.com/slash/ChurchOfChill. Yeah, yeah, money is a powerful energy, and like a couple bucks, like is a is an exchange that actually means a lot to this keeping this whole thing going yeah you know energetically wise we're like oh shit we have 150 people who care about us showing up again and that really helps so if you want us to keep showing up and doing this podcast like we appreciate you please help yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) thanks y'all peace love and magic peace love and magic